So I thought to myself, why can't leaders rock this same kind of attention with their employees or teams as musicians do with their fans? Welcome to Unleashing Your Great Work, a podcast about doing the work that matters the most to you. I'm your host, Dr. Amanda Kroll, a cognitive psychologist, coach, author of the book Great Work, and the creator of the Great Work Journals. Every week on this podcast, we're here asking the big questions. What is your great work? How do you find it? And why does it matter whether we do it? What does it actually take to do more of your great work without sacrificing everything else? And how does the world change when more people are doing more of the work that matters the most to them? Stay tuned for answers to these questions and so much more. Have you ever heard an idea that you thought you understood, but the more you heard about it, the more profound it became? Paula White's idea about side B leadership is one of those ideas. When you first hear it, it sounds like a standard truism, like it takes all kinds, or it's essential to leverage your strengths, which are two powerful ideas, but they're not new. But when Paula unpacked her idea further, but as she unpacks her ideas further, helping us to see that every typical leadership skill has an untapped genius at its side that will unlock your leadership capacity further than you thought possible. And that these leadership skills are like the members of a band who work better together than apart. As she unpacked these, I realized how much deeper her ideas go beyond a simple analogy. Before she was done, I was chomping at the bit to take her assessment and to know my own side B leadership skills. I'm an optimistic vocalist and a sincere pianist, by the way. I think you'll find her ideas just as fascinating as I did. So who is Paula White, you ask? Well, Paula is the author of Side B, Remix Your Leadership Style. Paula has an unwavering passion for music that she applies to emerging leaders to bring new perspectives and open new possibilities. Her innovative approach increases productivity and profitability by unleashing a leader's natural skills and bringing their whole self into their leadership role. A globally recognized sales leader, Paula has leveraged her talents to scale inside sales teams into multi-million dollar standalone sales channels. Outside of work, Paula is an avid concert goer and has found joy as both a lyricist and a co-producer on several songs. Let's welcome Paula to the podcast. Paula, welcome to the podcast. Amanda, I'm so excited to be here. I want to thank you and all your listeners because it's just amazing to speak with you. Yes, I'm very excited to hear your perspective. And we've been trying to have this podcast episode for almost a year now. The minute I heard that you have this like perspective on music and leadership, I was like, tell me all of the details about that. So let's start there. Tell us a little bit about your great work, Paula. Oh, you know, and I love that you start this way. My great work is really working with emerging leaders and transforming them into leaders that will lead us into the future. You know, the next generation that's going to lead us into the future with sustainable businesses by Mm -hmm. really developing people. Yeah. What is it about developing emerging leaders that feels so aligned with your values or vision? Right. So, um, you know, emerging leaders are hungry. They're, mm. 
they want they really want to learn and especially the generation that's coming up into this emerging leaders they have this entrepreneurial spirit that for me is really exciting to be able to take the music that I talk about to mm-hmm. use it as a metaphor and as a tool to help them understand that they can have a both and approach to leadership. It doesn't have to be one way or another, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I feel like I need a sort of a quick download on how you perceive the relationship between music and leadership. Like what is the, what is the main thrust of that idea? The main thrust of that idea is really taking that both and approach, you Mm. know, a side A. Think of the old 45s that we used to listen to or I used to listen (laughs) to way back when. They had a side A and that was that popular song. That was the song that we all ran out to, you know, Mm -hmm. put our fingers at Peaches Records through. And side B was publicized or it was recorded, but unpublicized. Okay. And I think of leadership as side A or all your resume building skills. Yeah. Those skills you need to have with negotiation and budgeting and planning and strategic planning. Mm-hmm. Side B mm-hmm. are our people skills. Ah. Right. And so mm-hmm. those are skills that I've built 10 archetypes off of that include curiosity and passion sincerity and certain and courage Mm. all of these different personality skills that help us really tune in with our people Mm. and I have to tell you Amanda I have to tell you this idea came to me when I was at a concert yes three four years ago I went to the Struts concert in Atlanta to uh-huh. see them. They're one of my favorite bands. Okay. And I wanted to get front row seats, but I forgot in these quaint venues that the the bottom floor is called the mosh pit. Yep. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And being at my age then, I was not going to be jumping up and down in the mosh pit. <laughs> so <laughs> my husband and I ran up to the balcony and we got first row center stage balcony. Nice. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. But then I had this glance and I looked down and I couldn't take my eyes off of the way that the musicians and the fans were really collaborating and engaging and we're in sync with each other Mm. and having a great time so I thought to myself why can't leaders rock this same kind of attention with their employees or teams as musicians do with their fans Mm. and the concept was born yeah I love it and so it's the skills the side B skills are the is the ability to co-create a, like excitement and music and the experience bet- with leaders in their teams. Is that right? That is partially it. Okay. Um, that is really where we dive into not only the metaphor, but into tools and tactics. Okay. So think of it this way. And this is the best way for me to describe it. 
if you think of a drummer on the stage, what is their role? Their role is to keep tempo, to keep yeah. the song moving forward, right? That is their role in the band. Okay. So think of their, a side A business skill. Side A business skill would be a forward thinker, a visionary, somebody who's going to keep either a department or a company, their sales territory moving forward, mm -hmm. right? So what is the side B skill that complements that? The side B people skill is curiosity. Because okay. if we're going to keep things moving forward, we need to ask a lot of questions, be curious and investigate and research. So it's really looking at a side A business skill and a side B people skill. Mm -hmm. Because when we tap into curiosity, we can actually then start working with our people by asking them questions and making them feel valued and important. Hmm. Okay. And each right. skill has a side A sort of what you're used to saying is your skill and a side B that actually helps to create the outcome you're looking for. Correct. Fascinating. Correct. Well, and, and the reason I did this is because there was a lot of talk about, and as you know, a lot of talk about being empathetic and vulnerable. Right. There are many leaders that have that within them, but they don't bring it out. It's mm -hmm. not one of their top people skills. Mm -hmm. So how can we take traits of being curious would be open-minded, experimental, passionate, um, yeah. take those traits and find out what a person's natural, natural behavior is within them and then tell them and then show them that, Hey, if you tap into this curiosity with your people, then you're going to get the results that you want. Hmm. Okay. So the idea then, or is you, so you're doing this with leaders in relationship with them through coaching and speaking or something. Uh, how right. do you work with leaders? Let me not assume. How do you actually work with leaders? Like what kind of work are you personally doing? Well, right now um, I've got three different, three different packages that I do. Obviously, yeah. I work with leaders one-on-one. -on -one. We can mm -hmm. work um, the ideal leadership package is six months, right? Yeah. That way we get into all the skills, everything. Then I also do work with, do workshops. Okay. So workshops with 10 emerging leaders at once. They will have an individual call with me before I come in and do a workshop. Mm -hmm. That way we talk about their individual skills then when we get into the workshop, we look to see, do we have a complete band sitting at the table? And then, <laughs> complete band. Love it. Right? Yeah. And are we able to go in harmony? Are we able to work together and collaborate in harmony as a band? Mm -hmm. Right? And that's really, you know, what we do. But we talk about active listening, visionary ideas, uh, mm -hmm. building your own leadership identity how to collaborate, how to build your people up. So it's a complete course on really building yourself. So you reflect on yourself, you refine your own skills, and then you remix it with your people and others. Aha, uh -huh. 
Interesting. Okay. I love this metaphor. First of all, because it's fun, right? It, mm-hmm. it, you know, who hasn't, even if you have no rhythm and cannot hold a tune, everybody has at one point in their lives wanted to be in a band, I think. Of course. We've all wanted to be in a band. Yeah. It, like, if just for the groupies, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. So there's something kind of fun loving about that, that I feel is sometimes missing in like leadership coaching and leadership support, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, no, let's, let's do cool things together. And I love that you bring that sort of fun lovingness into their, into this like world of development. I think that's great. It's really, thank you. It's been a passion of mine. And I usually start with about how you feel about your leadership, right? Would it be? Okay, And a lot of people might pick a song that is, um, you know, I've heard songs from uh, Good Riddance (laughs) 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 to um, Happy, right? Mm -hmm. So people pick a lot of songs. And by the end of the workshop, everybody is comes up with a collaborative song together. And then they'll remake that, their their theme song for the next year. Oh, that's awesome. I like that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me like- It makes it fun. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It makes it fun. And it gives them something like, everyone's like, um, I will, when you like have, as someone who gives workshops as well, you know, you have to be like, here are the things your people will walk away from the workshop with. And, you know, okay, thank you for this worksheet, but a song gives such an interesting, like common language and you can play it and you can talk about it and it's, it's lighthearted. I really like that as like a, like a concrete takeaway from time together. Mm -hmm. This is, this, this is what we're hoping to create together. Um, and of course it also taps into the group of people who are often, uh, don't feel like they can quite find their voice in teams right. if they're more creative. Is that part of it too? Like trying to get that the of those guys? Exactly. So, you know, what we're trying to give is an overall experience that everyone knows their place in their role in the band, their voice mm-hmm. in the band and how to really harmonize together because mm-hmm. each person needs a seat at that table. You right. know, myself being dyslexic, I had a very hard time coming up with ideas on the spot. But give me a few minutes to think about it or or reflect on it, and my ideas would go creative. Well, some leaders thought that that was too late, too short, uh, you know, too bad, right? Mm. So we have to really think about what each person brings to the table and how can we engage in that so that everyone feels valued and respected. The other thing is they also walk away and take away their own leadership playlist where they have, you know, we create a set of feelings or things that may be may be happening right so when Mm -hmm. you're overwhelmed Mm. how can you change that perspective in a matter of a moment you can do that with music Mm. because it turns 
when you listen to a song, it changes your mood instantly if you find that right song. Yeah. So then so music becomes spend, more than a metaphor. It's actually a part of the skill set. Correct. And so they create a leadership play with playlist with things that they may be feeling that they want to overcome quickly, mm-hmm. which might be when somebody walks in and disrupts them, maybe it's anger, mm-hmm. you know, give me three minutes. I'll be with you in a moment. Play that song and let them come in. Ah. And, you know, it just helps that that mood change in a matter of a moment if you need focus. But each song is going to be individual. And I always tell people, don't have more than five songs, five to ten songs on that playlist. Mm. And it will change throughout time because other songs will motivate you. Other songs will help you. But the good thing about it is you don't get stuck going down a rat hole trying to find that song. You immediately go to it and Mm -hmm. it happens. Mm -hmm. There's something about that. That feels really um, like there's something about that that extends. Let me say it this way. Everybody says, if you feel angry, take a deep breath and then engage in the conversation. But there's something about this that feels much more practically useful. So it's like it's going to take a minute. You might need like an escape, but it provides actual skill development. Because instead of being angry with yourself that you're angry, you're human, you're allowed to have feelings. Here's an actual workable, you know, it doesn't take too long for it to, to act, but it's longer than just a second, which I feel like leaders are often really hard on themselves that they're not always the master of themselves. And this is a great right. strategy. Exactly. And and it has proven over and over and over again, just with people that I've talked to, they call me and they're like, wow, that is amazing. I was able to focus on the work I needed to focus on because they were procrastinating. Yeah. So what do we need to do? Right. And so you have a song it, for procrastination on your list? I do. I do. <laughs> What's a good song for procrastination? For me, it's The Bright Side of the Road by Van Morrison, because <laughs> <laughs> I like listening to him. And then I'm like, OK, I got to get to that bright side of the road. So uh-huh. uh, that or before I used to use Three Little Birds by um, oh. Um, oh, Bob Marley. Yeah. Bob Marley. Yeah. What other songs? Mm-hmm. So there's one if you're angry and one if you're procrastinating. What other songs are on the list? Well, there's one if you're angry, one if you're procrastinating, one if you need focus, mm-hmm. right? So for me, for focus is really what I get into is Billy Joel, The Stranger. Yep. But the thing is, is each person has to come up with what they need. So oh. I also need motivation. Now, I'll have a list of words mm-hmm. prepared for them, but I need motivation sometimes. Yeah, it's hard for me to get <laughs> me out <too>. of bed. <laughs> but if I put on, and you're gonna laugh at this, I think I'll put on right now. I use Funky Town, right? <laughs> oh, won't you take me to Funky Town? That one, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like that. Exactly, that's a good one. If I'm in a quirky mood and mm-hmm. I need to get creative, 
I will listen to Jonathan Richmond and the Modern Lovers, Ice Cream Man. Wow, so, Holly, you have a very eclectic music, like, taste palette. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing, Amanda. I also use music as a form of reflection. Mm. A lot of people, well, I keep a, your journal, by the way, uh-huh. in my car with me if I'm driving. Uh-huh. And if I hear a lyric, I write the lyric down and what I'm feeling at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I hear a lyric and it's just a new medium for reflection for me. Some people don't like to read books. Some people don't like to journal. But if you can tap in or tune in or hear a lyric that makes you feel something, mm-hmm. you can start reflecting on that. Yes. Oh, it's so true. In fact, that's one of my, you know, when I was writing Great Work, the book that I wrote came out in June, um, I have actually playlists that connect to each chapter that to me are extremely meaningful, but I'm, I, you know, like. I don't know if they're really that meaningful to others, but to me, it feels like the beating heart, like almost the soul of the Mm -hmm. chapter is in the playlist. I think that's beautiful because the playlist is so important, but then what's important is it may not be relevant to somebody else, Mm. but somebody reading that is now gets to know you better. Oh, that's a good point. Maybe I should share them. Do you have playlists? Do you have like Spotify playlists that you share? I have a, yep. I have a Spotify playlist. It's called the PW experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have, I wrote a song for each chapter in my book Ooh. and recorded it. And it has a um, QR code to link to YouTube and that's on Spotify. Wait, you so- wrote the songs yourself? did i i wrote the lyrics i co-wrote the lyrics and co-produced the songs for each one of the wow. six songs mm-hmm. I, give us the link so we can put it in the show notes so people can get to know your book and you better fabulous yes okay so i want to hear what it's like to be you because you are fascinating to me <laughs> what <laughs> what is the biggest joy that you get from doing this work with these leaders You know, I love this question Mm. because it is so important to value and to have excitement in the work that you do. Mm. And the joy that I get is that aha moment when leaders, emerging leaders, finally understand that they too can have a voice Mm. and know how to do it. It doesn't have to be your typical way. We can tap into different areas and they get that aha moment. And that brings me joy to see that. It's almost like when I had that aha moment at the concert. Yeah. That's what I see. I think there's something so lovingly strengths-based in what you're describing. Because it's like, maybe you don't, feel like you resonate exactly with being vulnerable or empathic, which you, you mentioned are like sort of the the buzzwords, but you're curious. You're, yeah. you know, there's something where it's like who you are as a person is fine. It's enough. You can be a great leader. And the, even the idea of the side B, okay, I'm not much of a 
music historian or anything like that. But I feel like it's the side B. When people say side B, they're often talking to the cult kind of following, the one that gets the cult following that people maybe don't know about, but becomes, you know, the one that the insiders love or the sort of quirky piece of artwork that true fans appreciate. Does that sound right? In a way. So twofold. So side B was a way for artists because they knew it was not going to be unpublicized at first. It is now called the B side, right? Mm -hmm. And the DJs and record producers finally named it that because they started getting popular. But if you go back to the very, very beginning of in history, this side B was where artists could be themselves and really try to do something different for their fans. Yes. And that feels to me like a big part of your message. Am I right about that? It is. I call it your hidden hits, Mm. right? Side B are your hidden hits. Those ones that we don't bring to work often, but we need to, if we're going to be extraordinary leaders and really serve our teams yeah. people, and corporations. Mm-hmm. Yes. I you know, it. you think of the side B. Maggie May was a side B right by Rod Stewart. Um, Wipeout was a side B. Really? Yes. Beth from Kiss, you know, the heavy metal rock band with boots and painted faces. Yeah. They tried something different and did the rock ball or the soft ballad of Beth. And Beth was their longest playing best hit ever. Ah, and try something different. Beat. Oh, I love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. This is such a yep. robust metaphor. I haven't thought about it <laughs> like even for an hour. And I'm just blown away by how much there's like how much depth there is in it. Right. And you just keep going, you know, mm-hmm. um, right now, as I told you at the beginning, I'm looking at music through the decades and how it actually came, how it actually represents the economic and political forces that mm-hmm. were happening during that time. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So Paula, what, okay. So what is it about the music side of things. So has it just always been a passion? Like it, like you were born with a passion for music and it's, or did you have a defining moment? Like, what is it about music that comes like that feels so powerful to you as a tool to use in your work? I have to tell you Mm -hmm. that music started with me when I was swimming as a 10 year old competitive swim. I, we didn't have earbuds with music in them. Right. When I got into the pool, went in rhythm and sync with my heartbeat to keep pushing myself yep. and created songs in my own head, right? Yep. To get yourself going because you're always thinking. Your yeah. brain doesn't stop even though you're in the pool. Right. <laughs> then, <laughs> then as I got older in seventh, eighth grade, I found myself struggling. And this is when I was diagnosed with di- dyslexia. I found myself struggling with tests Mm. and it wasn't necessarily the test or the knowledge. 
it was the anxiety of the test taking. Mm -hmm. So I started putting everything to music. Mm. So when I got into the test, I could sing those things in my head. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, yes, music has been a part of me. But as I was climbing the corporate ladder, I turned off my music. And yeah. And, and that's when, when I went to the concert, it opened my eyes again, that we really need to have rhythm and harmony and, and really take music to that next level within our own, within companies, corporations, because it helps with loyalty, retention, productivity, Mm -hmm. all of those great things. If Wait, so the right. concert that you were describing where you had that aha moment, that mm-hmm. was what brought music back to you. Did it have a big impact on you in your own personal journey up the corporate ladder or through the sales ranks or did it have that impact on you? It sure did. So Tell us. with, yeah. So, you know, when I got music back into my career mm-hmm. uh, or into my into my soul, really. Yeah. Um, I started using that to motivate my team, to speak with my team, to come up with theme songs for each year. And each mm. year we started growing and people were staying. It wasn't mm. a churn and burn anymore. And then we would have, you know, we would have many little times when we would talk about our favorite concerts just to break down the wall in a brainstorming meeting Mm -hmm. boy the information that you can get from there Mm -hmm. so it had a great impact on retention but it also had a great impact on productivity because I might hear a lyric that reminded me of somebody and I would write just a small note to them hey this song reminded me of you today Oh, okay. So basically what you're saying here is for when I first heard the story, I thought you were already like a leadership consultant and this is just your shtick, but it actually sounds like this is how you personally were able to build a successful team and have your own soul, you know, discover your own side B skills. And now you're bringing it to the world because you know, it works. That's correct. That is absolutely correct. Um, because here, interestingly, uh, I left corporate to do this because I found it so impactful. Yeah, right. Well, that's great. I love it. There's a really deep level here that I'm having a hard time putting my like finger on. That's something about like sort of related to, you know, centering voices that don't have that aren't often heard or can be silenced in regular sort of corporate environments. There's something about that. There's something about like being strength based. It's a very whole person, but humanistic, soulful way to go about helping people be their whole selves at work. I love that you get this. <laughs> because it, it it is so exciting for me to hear that you get it as I talk because a lot of people go music and leadership what does that mean you know mm. what, and it's not just music and leadership it is 
reflection. It's bringing your whole self. It's, you know, and, and in my book, I talk about Henry, a CEO, and we start at the beginning of his journey through each chapter, right? Oh, and you can mm-hmm. see the transformation. And that was really kind of my transformation. Oh, wow. Right? So you'll, you'll, that's a little tip nobody really knows. Yeah, we are um, on the inside now. <laughs> you're on the inside now, but it really, you know, music brings people together. It's a universal language. And if yeah. we can, if we can be able to hear other people's voices and other delights, what a great, great world this would be. Mm, that is such a good sort of like mic drop moment right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, I love it. And now I'm like, what, why have I not, have I not read this book? I think I thought, oh, it's a, it's a leadership development book. I don't think I understood, but now I do and I will get it and I will read it. And I am going to encourage others to do the same. Obviously we'll put a link to the book so that everyone can buy it and read it. But how else could people get a little, like get, just get more of you and your perspective in this, this richness. So, yeah, thank you. You all can follow me on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. go to my website at paulaswhite.com. And if you're really, really interested, and if this is something you want to find out which archetype you are, yeah. the drummer, the rhythm guitarist, the lead guitarist, the vocalist, if you have courage, passion, trustworthy sincerity you know you can go on to my website under the side b band and take the assessment it is forty dollars to take the assessment but i will tell you you get to understand what's naturally within you oh that's a so it's almost like a personality test yeah absolutely oh that's fun i'm definitely i'm i'm gonna boogie on over there here in a hot second (laughs) take it (laughs) and if somebody wanted to think about bringing you in for their own team how would they do that Again, they could reach out to me via LinkedIn or uh, email me, mm-hmm. go on to my website, fill out a contact form. I love working with teams, emerging leaders, mid-level managers, or even your senior level management team. It's really an opportunity to bring cohesiveness and a little bit of fun in the experience. Oh my God. And do we need some fun right now? We certainly do. Right. Everything's really heavy, but this sounds light. It's very, very light. And what it does is it brings productivity and fun, loyalty, which in the end, obviously, adds to the bottom line Yeah, of profitability, right? Yeah, absolutely. And cohesiveness mm-hmm. and like enjoying your time at work, which, of course, leads to engagement and retention, which is all really important. Abs- absolutely. Ah, Paula, this was amazing. Thank you so much for your time. I really genuinely enjoyed every minute of it. I can't wait to read your book and take your assessment. And thank you so much for your time. Oh, Amanda, it's been my pleasure. I have been, like I said, wanting to get, we've been planning this for over a year Mm -hmm. and I'm just glad that it's here. And, you know, you are an amazing, amazing person. And I just appreciate all that you do for the world and your great work. (laughs) Thank you, Paula. Likewise. Hey, if you're enjoying this podcast, you've got to check out the Great Work community. 
The Great Work Community is where change-making entrepreneurs make drama-free progress together. Come on over for a co-working, accountability, coaching, and just-in-time courses. Check out The Great Work Community. The link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening today to Unleashing Your Great Work. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. And make sure you check out my book, Great Work, Do What Matters Most Without Sacrificing Everything Else. It's available everywhere you get books. See you next time on Unleashing Your Great Work.